0: think of relationships in your life, you probably think about your parents, your siblings, maybe teachers or bosses who had a positive impact on your life. But there also might be people who had a negative impact. Bullies or that mean old guy down the street who used to shake his cane at you and tell you to get off his lawn. How many of these people were in your life because you wanted them to be there? Are you interested in public speaking or leadership skills? Then Toastmasters is for you. Welcome to Toastmasters 101, a podcast about Toastmasters education program pathways. I'm your host, Kim Kragi. We do get to make choices about some of the people in our lives. We pick our friends, we might pick our spouse, and we might pick our mentors. I was fortunate in my first mentoring relationship that I got to pick who I wanted to be my mentor. This woman was a few years older than me and she was smart. She didn't say yes right away. She asked me, what did I want? Did I expect her to be somebody who would tell me what to do? If you know me, you know this is not an issue. No, I said, I just want somebody who's a little further on the path, who can help me and advise me in in situations and opportunities in the future. For 15 years, we had a wonderful relationship, one that I will always treasure. But as circumstances in my life changed, we drifted apart. But this past week, after 20 years apart, we reconnected and it was like no time had passed at all. Okay, we were both a lot older, but I still feel that connection to her. On the other hand, I was talking with a young woman who had started her first post-college professional job. She was assigned a mentor and it was a disaster. The young woman was fairly certain that her mentor was completely uninterested in my friend's career and she wasn't entirely sure that this mentor was competent. My young friend was right. The mentor was demoted a few months later but not before undermining the new employee's self-confidence and her happiness in the job. So why is Toastmasters making a big deal out of mentoring anyway? The emphasis has become a major component of Pathways. In the classic program, we had information and were encouraged to develop mentoring relationships, but there really wasn't anything organized. In Pathways, mentoring is vital. I think this is because Pathways is a very practical program. And by that, I mean, we're going to work, we're going to practice. We're not just going to study theory or philosophy of communications, and we don't have instructors. We learn from what we do and what we watch our peers do. It's, and I'm going to make up a word here, it's demonstrational. It's a combination of relational and demonstrative. This is the difference between a speech class and a Toastmasters club. This is the reason why Toastmasters is pushing more mentor-protege relationships in the clubs, You may be assigned a mentor. You may be asked if there is someone you would like to be your mentor. I think the point is that you can have a mentor who should be able to do a few things, like show you the Toastmaster meeting ropes or encourage you to give your first three speeches in a reasonable amount of time. And I'm not talking about nagging, but sometimes we need a little gentle push up onto the stage. This mentor should help you fill the club meeting roles, coming alongside you to train if that's all you need or stand beside you if that's what you want. This mentor can comment on your speeches, both before you give them and be your evaluator after you complete them. I have a friend who serves as a mentor slash coach. Yes, I know they are different things, but he prefers to be called a coach. I prefer to call him my mentor. I used to wonder what I brought to this relationship. It seemed pretty one-sided for a very long time until he reached out to me one day and had a role that needed to be filled in the next 24 hours. There were probably a dozen people who could have done this for him, but he asked me and I felt really grateful for the opportunity to give back to him. What I learned in this is that the role of protege isn't always the receiving role, It's a stepping stone to try new and bigger things. As I've said in a previous podcast, the new member or protege provides tremendous value in evaluations. A new perspective is incredibly important to speakers, especially if the speaker or the mentor is far ahead of the protege on the path. Sometimes mentors need to be reminded that what they see now as molehills were mountains at the time. The protege can also bring cultural or experiential points of view that the mentor never had. And let's be honest here. Mentors get a kick out of seeing their proteges succeed. One of my Toastmasters mentors called me recently. She needed to modify a presentation for a new audience and said, I am her mentor now. It nearly brought me to tears. I'll never stop thinking of her as my mentor and my dear friend. But to think that I can give back to her something that she needs is very, very precious to me. The most important thing that a protege brings to a Toastmasters club is the excitement. They are excited to be here. We can't have the same old, same old meetings if we've got enthusiastic new members. So what's the Toastmasters Mentoring Speech Project about? Your speech assignment is to discuss a time when you were a protege. Let's read from the introduction to the Toastmasters mentoring checklist. Write and present a five to seven minute speech about a time when you were a protege. Share the impact and importance of having a mentor. Looking at the evaluation form for this project, it says, the purpose of this project is for the mentor to clearly define how Toastmasters envisions mentoring. The purpose of the speech is for the member to share some aspect of a previous experience as a protege. At first, I thought this was an odd choice. Shouldn't a mentoring speech be about being a mentor? But it started to make sense to me. You're going to be a protege, and to tell a story about being mentored will put you into a more receptive state of mind, right? This is one speech where you have to tap into your personal stories. And while I hope you have never had a poor mentoring experience, Those do make for good stories. At the same time, if you're doing your second pathway, you've come up to this speech again. It's a bit problematic. After all, how many stories do you have in your life about being a protege? Since this podcast is supposed to be for beginners, why am I talking about repeating a speech? Why don't you just repeat the speech you gave before? Because you're a different speaker now. Look, if you want to go back and give that same speech and redo it, that's fine. There's no law against it in Toastmasters, and we actually encourage it in Level 1 Project 2. But you've probably completed a lot of speeches since you wrote that speech. You've learned a lot more about speech construction and delivery. That old speech might not suit you anymore. And I'll go out on a limb and say it doesn't suit you anymore. I've tried to repeat my favorite speech a few times. It was my third speech in Toastmasters, and despite the fact, it is about my favorite book, The Count of Monte Cristo, a book filled with sword fights and swooning women. That speech, that speech, oh, that speech, oh, I should have left it alone. There's no redeeming it. I could write another speech about the exact same topic, and it would be a far better speech because of all I've learned in the years since then. It doesn't suit me any longer. Let me encourage you to look forward, which isn't to say you can't reuse old stories. Absolutely, you can and you should, but write today's speech for today. One way to look at this speech assignment is to present how Toastmasters envisions mentoring. That's how I did it for my second mentoring speech. I focused on the difference between a coach, the one who directed me in how to repair a broken ceiling fan, and a mentor, the one who encouraged me to try to do it myself. It ended with one of the single best puns of my entire speech life. There were groans, I tell you, absolute groans. It was magnificent. By explaining the difference between a coach and a mentor, I was able to tell a story about being mentored without repeating myself. The story of my ceiling fan, frankly, it wouldn't have filled a table topic speech. But by combining it with mentoring, I built a speech I'm really proud of. That may be a great way to go, is to find a current example in your life. It might be small, But if you can build it into the whole coach-mentor relationship, you might produce a fairly good speech that will meet the time requirements. I'm looking at doing my third pathway this year. That means another mentoring speech. I have no idea what I'm going to do, but give me time. I need to come up with another really great pun to end it. In our next podcast, we look at the speech project electives in Level 3. And why I think there are four you should do. Our music today is from incompetech.com. The Toastmasters 101 podcast is a podcast production of Toastmasters District 10.